I would love nothing more than to just become a fucking bird right now. and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? It's been so long, Panda. How have you been? It's been so long. I am doing great today. I'm very excited to get to talk about podcasts again because you were in Canada for so many days. A whole whopping, what, three, four days was I gone? I don't even know. I missed you so much. I missed you too. Oh my gosh. It's. It feels like it's been a million years. I feel like it's because these like past two weeks or whatever since we've recorded have been like the most, oh my gosh, what's the good word? The most like eventful week of my life, I feel like. It's not really the most eventful week of my life, just like a lot's been going on. It's just been um, a lot happening with very little reprieve. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. Now, do you remember whose turn it is to go first? I think it's actually, wait, since last week, last time was Halloween, I went first, so it's your turn. You did, you did. Oh, it's been so long. Okay, so I've got an idea, Mm -hmm. and this idea is a podcast where people explain video game franchises to me. There are individual podcasts already where this is kind of the premise, Like, there's one that I listen to in particular named Kingdom Smarts, where a person that loves Kingdom Hearts explains Kingdom Hearts to a person who has never played it. Oh, that's me. (laughs) But I really like the idea of... Because there are a lot of video games that I just have not played, but I've heard a lot about. And there are some of these video games that other people know a lot of things about. And I want them to explain these things to me so that I don't have to play the games. I feel it. And I also think that, um, like, I, as much as I hate, like, let's the Let's Play community, um, I'm very thankful that it exists because I would never get to experience a lot of games that oh, I've experienced absolutely. There are so many games that are just out of my skill depth or out of my attention span. And it mm-hmm. is, I really like that we have this culture now where we can watch other people play these games because I love video games as an art form I really appreciate video games as an art form but I'm also just not very good at them for the most part and so that prohibits me from being able to experience a lot of these games that are really cool cough cough Cuphead. Oh, Cuphead. Yes, yeah. Um, I feel you. Most of my childhood, um, I did not have any video game systems growing up, uh, but my cousins all did. So throughout most of my childhood, yes, the most of my childhood, uh, I witnessed a lot of Dreamcast playing and a lot of N64 and then eventually GameCube and then eventually like Xbox stuff. And I did not get baby's first console. I mean, technically, I did have a Super NES in my house, but we 
we only had two games and they were um like games that i really didn't grasp because i was like six years old and like one was like this it was like some complex bowling game and then one of the tasmanian devil games and yeah the taz game man there was like no fucking point to it there probably was but we never figured out what to do exactly and since the internet wasn't like readily available to look shit up like that um we never ended up beating the game and by we i mean me and my oh boy there's 10 of us total Uh holy moly well there's 10 grandchildren but of the family there was one two three four five six of us live um in a very like within a two mile radius of each other okay so most of my childhood instead of having siblings i spent hanging out with my cousins and um we just never figured out how to beat this one stupid game and apparently i like looked it up a few months ago and like this game literally takes all of two hours to beat if you know what to do um but yeah after that my like real first console where I was like actively getting games and stuff like that and I knew what I was playing was when I got a PS2 like when I was 14. We're the same person. Pan, do you understand? Always. And then, like, I, I've had a Mac for, like, the past, oh boy, since, like, 2010, for the past seven years. So, like, PC games are completely foreign to me. And I I now pretty much am solely, like, um, I'm a really big DS person and a PS4 and a PS3 person. And my PS3 is backwards compatible, so I can play, like, the whole entire PlayStation franchise shit. But, like, otherwise, sucks to suck. I'm never going to get to play a video game. So I really do appreciate um, people explaining to stuff. But what games, what game would be the top game that would be explained to you first, do you think? Um, well, I've technically talked about this idea with people before. And mm-hmm. I've had friends who have offered to explain Metal Gear Solid to me, which is a game franchise that... That the more I learn about it, the more baffled I am. I feel you on that one. I understand nothing about that game. And yet I see screenshots from it. I'm like, excuse me? You have offered to, in the future, if this were ever or this or a similar idea were to ever come to fruition talk to me about Parappa the Rappa yes which would I talk to you about just game. the first game or the second and the spiritual successor of Um Jammer Lammy as well I like the idea of trying to talk about like the whole series but that okay. could also get really like long I have all, well, I can tell you this much. Um, I've only played the original all the way through, but I have the other two. I just haven't had a chance to like sit down and actually beat them. But the Parappa games are actually really, really short. And the length of the game comes into play with how terrible the timing is on the rhythm like hits themselves so a game that one can literally take you like two hours took me six hours to beat because i just suck at timing me too i also would like for somebody to explain final fantasy to me i feel like that would which take, one i feel like that would take one episode per game because they are so so much they're so yeah, much and- also with Final Fantasy games, like granted, I am the resident like 15 fan and I've only played a little bit of um, 12 and I've played a little bit and I've played a lot of Curtain Call, but Curtain Call doesn't really like exist in like the game canon because it's just a fun rhythm game. But um, each story is different and they don't like exist and in- they exist in like the same, I don't even know if they're in the same universe. They just have like very similar. Like multiverse. Um, 
Yeah, it's a multiverse, and, like, all of the money is, like, named Gil, and, like, all the monsters are named similar things, but they all look different from each other, and, like, so it depends. You would need to have, like, people who know a lot about each Final Fantasy, so good luck with that one. Yeah, I feel like I know enough nerds that I could find one person for every game. That's fair. I, I'll do 15 for you, because I love 15, and I was looking at my file yesterday. I have over 120 hours logged on that fucking game, and I'm not even done with all the shit I want to do on it yet. That's a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. more hours than it takes to finish Persona 5. <laughs> I have like 40 hours on P5. Um, but yeah, there there are a few games that I'm like really, really passionate about and I do know a lot about. So I can see where that would come in. Um, what would it be called though? Tell me. When I floated this idea before, my potential name was Fake Gamer Girl. I love it. I love it. I am a fake gamer girl because I love video games and I like I love so much about video games, but I just I'm just not very I'm not good at video games. I have a very short attention span and ADHD and if I get frustrated by a game mechanic or a thing that I can't finish I will just put the game down and go do something else instead of trying to get better because that is a personal flaw uh because I get easily frustrated so I, I would really appreciate it if people explain things to me instead but i also put all that labor on them (laughs) um but like i feel the same way because um even though i'm not diagnosed as adhd i (laughs) show a lot of qualities of it and my mom is somebody who like works in a school district who actually tests students to see if they have learning disabilities and Mm -hmm. she's like kid you show so many adhd behaviors like you should probably get tested i'm like nah i'm fine i've lived these past 23 years without getting um like doing the checklist why would i do it now but um i do get easily distracted as well and like despite me wanting to be a movie critic one of like my biggest issues is that i get distracted by my phone super fast so part of the reason why i like actually sitting down and going to see a movie is because like i feel like everybody would judge me if i take out my phone which stops me from taking out my phone so pretty often do i watch movies with like my phone being like in another room or something like that but when it comes to games um you would think oh you're playing a video game you're interacting no catch me like um moving forward with one finger on a controller while i'm playing um i'm like checking social media on my phone or like for instance i'm playing through earthbound right now and um you i like listen to podcasts Halloween. I was um like I'll be I'll listen to podcasts as I play the game because I just I need multiple stimulation or else I'll just like get bored out of my mind and um I don't I always say like I'm a fake gamer like um when I went to MAGFest in January I was like wow I've never played a video game in my life because that's what it feels like <laughs> but like I really, we're not fake gamers because we actively have an interest in them you know we're just at different levels in comparison to other people and we should probably like be cool with it like it's okay that we're not the most amazing people in games ever but i i you know i like for a name it's a good name but also like we are not fake gamers we are not fake gamer girls we're gamer girls with bad attention spans well the name is also uh an intentional reference to this idea of fake geek girls that has proliferated geek culture for so many years Mm mm-hmm because I'm, I'm, real. Yeah. I'm totally fine with my inability to play games and my inability to pay attention because I just recognize that that's a thing about me. But then, mm-hmm. like, 
it seems like other people get upset about this being a facet of my personality. So it's just like, it's more, it's more the idea of owning it rather than like feeling bad about it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I was thinking about it like a, a lot from people are always like mortified for me when I haven't like watched something or I haven't played something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, for instance, like a good example is me and anime. Like, I'm really into anime, obviously. But I watch a lot of stuff that isn't like mainstream stuff, which ooh, so hipster. But like a lot of times people be like, oh, have you have you watched this? And I'm like, no. And they're like, how do you call yourself a fan? You're a fake fan. I'm like, shut up. Like I've watched other things that are just as equally important to me as that is to you. And um, yes, I think I lied every about everything. I think fakey girl is a good name. Fake gamer girl is actually a good name. <laughs> All right, I feel like we knocked that one out of the park and we had a good discussion about it. So why don't you tell me what your idea is? I talked enough. Um, How about, (laughs) let's just keep talking about this. We talked for 10 minutes, we're done. We're done, we're done. End of Um, podcast. (laughs) How about um, anime boys we want to kiss? Yes. (laughs) People just come on uh, each episode, so I guess it could be like one central host and then a guest for each episode, or it could just be the host just airing all of their dirty laundry each week and talking about um, anime boys that they had a crush on, either like they do now or they had in middle school or whatever. And this doesn't have to necessarily... I guess it could be about anime girls too, but I feel like specifically there are so many... um, I don't want to say necessarily women, I guess... (sighs) like feminine people but there's like hmm, people in general who want to kiss anime boys how about we go with that um i feel like there's so many things to be said and how embarrassing it is that there are some people who just absolutely love certain anime boys and would do anything to kiss them and i feel like people talking purely about their love for a character not as i say not in a creepy way but i don't know how true that is because sometimes i can get pretty creepy talking about stuff like that I guess in good-hearted, like, humorous creepy. No, that's still bad. Um, I guess people just lovingly talking about anime boys that they want to kiss would probably be something really pure and fun, and I think we need pure and fun podcasts in this world. I love this idea, first of all, because I definitely have wanted to kiss anime boys before, but Mm -hmm. also I just feel like, I feel like this is something that people talk about in fandom culture in anime fandom but that it's something that still is a little like stigmatized like this idea Mm. of being attracted to a cartoon character for whatever reason and I mean like yeah sure like it's a little weird whatever but like so what like shit's weird people are weird get over it yeah 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 yeah. who would you kiss who's your anime Chris (laughs) wow who is your anime crush that you would kiss Pan give me the goods tell me I don't know. I guess it could be a girl too. I don't know because one, most of my anime crushes are girls, and two, uh, a lot of anime characters are also underage. So very true. Also, oh my gosh, very true. That also uh, adds like a layer of weird. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Like how it might be creepy. Oh man, because like I can. Oh, oh oh god, here she comes admitting everything. Um, I definitely like I have a list like. You know how sometimes people who have favorites, like, it's a type, and it keeps, like, it's really easy. I clearly have a type when it comes to favorite characters, and people who don't know me always assume it's just the delinquent type, but in reality, it's idiots with a heart of gold who are really angry and loud but would fight for their friends. Me too! 
I love them. (laughs) I love them all. But, like, my one true best boy for all of anime is actually um, Tanaka from Haikyuu. And I don't even care about Haikyuu anymore, but, oh, good God, do I love him so much. And Is that the bald one? It is the bald one. (laughs) I always think of you when I see him. Good. I love him. He's... He's my good, good boy. And he's actually the reason why I shaved my head, too. I was going to cosplay him. And I was like, I'm going to shave my head. And I was like, oh, my God, she actually did it. But, um, uh, I, and, like, I was like, I would kiss him. But at the same time, like, no, I wouldn't. He's 16. He's 17. And, like, when I was, like, when it first came out and I was like, he's such a good boy. I love him so much. I was, like, actively thinking to myself, like, oh, well, in the series and, like, where it begins, he would have technically been born in 1994, so it wouldn't be weird because I was born in 1994. And, like, now that I'm 23 years old, I was like, that's terrible. Why would you Why would you admit that? That you're trying to, like, finagle math. Somebody who is only 17 in canon in real life would be 23 right now. Like, that's so creepy and terrible, and I shouldn't even admit this out loud. And yet I felt that way. Like, I was super into him. And he still is my best anime boy, but I don't know if I would kiss him. But somebody I definitely would, in fact, kiss, going back to Final Fantasy fifteen, I would definitely smooch Gladio so hard. So very hard. I would kiss him. I think part of the problem is that, one, a lot of anime characters are not, like, or will be 14 years old, but not drawn like a 14 year old yeah definitely like a 14 year old because Uh these are uh characters that are being written by adults and so like they have a lot of the times they have the emotional complexity of adults whereas like if you met a 14 year old in real life it would be like no i'm not attracted to this person because they're a literal baby human they're a baby child oh definitely oh my gosh yes so maybe anime boys we want to kiss is a terrible idea let's scratch this idea um but and i have a i I have a kind of an an offshoot idea that i okay here salvage this i feel like i feel like everybody like right now is like oh shit gotta write out Teresa's call out post now and i'm like no i don't mean it that way I feel like a way to save this would be broadening it from not just anime, but also just cartoons in general. Or video games as well. Well, yeah. Uh, fictional characters we want to kiss. Well, broadening it to fictional characters, but maybe specifically talking about ones that were like formative crushes when you were growing up. Oh, most definitely. Because I know that... Because, I mean, most children's entertainment is cartoons. And yes. so it's kind of hard when you're growing up to not develop attachments to cartoon characters in this way because you're mm-hmm. a growing person who is learning about their feelings and, like, having yes. some of these feelings for the first time. And so mm-hmm. I feel like a way to salvage this idea would be to talk about, like, formative crushes, f- formative Ooh. fictional crushes from childhood. That's so good. You've saved me, Pan. Thank you. For this idea, Mm -hmm. who would you you go for? Oh, most definitely um, Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon. Without a doubt. Oh my god! He's the worst! He is! I know! That's that's how you know I'm not truly into men because I just projected on him. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, it's not your fault. He didn't have a personality. 
he really didn't. And um, I was like super into him when I was like six years old. It's like, oh, tuxedo mask is so cute, blah, blah, blah. But I also just like loved Sailor Moon so much that maybe it's because like since Serena, I guess we want to call her in this moment, since Serena felt this way for him, I in turn felt that way for him. But <laughs> the first time I saw a tuxedo mask cosplayer at a convention, I was like, <laughs> I actually getting off topic just a little bit here i actually feel that way about mamaru also because like uh-huh. when i and it's more so in like the manga or in like sailor moon crystal because in mm-hmm. the 92 anime he's awful but like i have a lot of like i get a lot of feelings about like usagi and mamaru's relationship but if mm-hmm. i really examine these feelings it's mostly because of how usagi feels about it and not yes. like what's actually there because like Mm -hmm. like when i watched crystal and like there's like this part at the end of season one where like they're talking she's talking about how like they were together in the past and they've been reborn and they're gonna be together again and they're always gonna find each other and it just makes me really emotional and it's Mm. not even because like I care about him specifically, even though I like him a lot more in Crystal slash the manga because he's a little better of a character. But it's just like she feels so strongly about him. And it's just hard not to like get a little caught up in that, you know? I, yeah, yeah. I agree with you there completely. Um, my formative my formative childhood crush is uh, Shigo from Kim Possible understandably so she is so pretty like like yeah i definitely have a type for fictional characters that are mean which is terrible and has uh caused a lot of problems in my real life but uh, because uh fiction is much better than reality folks don't date mean people in real life don't 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 do it man don't date people like that no (laughs) don't date people Sign Just don't date people. Teresa Count Von Rue. Teresa Count Von Rue. <laughs> Teresa Vicuñed. I forgot Vicunied. what your Twitter name was for a second, um, so I defaulted to Tumblr. Von- and um, my freshman year of college, my roommate and I would have this terrible habit of going, "Dear blog, I hate," and then we'd say each other's name followed by like their um, URL. So for her, she would be like, "Dear blog, I hate Teresa Count Von Bitch." <laughs> um that's very funny yeah and her old account her old she's since deleted her tumblr but she was breakfast queen at the time so i'd be like dear blog i hate run a breakfast bitch more than anything in this world and people will be like oh my god like are you guys really fighting and be like no fuck you like i love it i love using people's urls as their last names or their account names me too i do it all the time I love it. Like, shout out to my friend Kate. Um, oh god, I hope I don't know if she listens to this, but uh, Kate Aquagrunt. Um, shout out to her. Literally, nice. people who know her like through me, since I know like seven million Kates, will be like, which Kate? Kate Aquagrunt or Glasses Kate? And Glasses Kate is um the Kate that I went to Toronto with, and that's like actually her URL on like all social media. So it's like super funny that it's like glasses kate or kate aquagrunt kate oh wait her 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 username is actually glasses kate yeah oh fun yeah so um 
Because, like, that's what people just kept responding to her as, like, talking to her. Like, oh, Glasses Kate? Yeah, Glasses Makes Kate. Sense. So we just all started calling her Glasses Kate, but it's Kate. Um, I know too many Kates, apparently. Um, but, yeah, I love that. And uh, should I go again? Should I redeem myself? Or is it your turn again, technically? You can go again and redeem yourself. Oh, boy. Um, if you want okay. me to go, I will. No, but... I'll do it. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I just feel like people are going to be like, Teresa, you sick son of a bitch. Now, whenever they talk about me, I feel like I've let some like, skeleton out of like the closet. I feel like we've all wanted to kiss an inappropriately aged anime character. Yeah, before. listen, sometimes witch hunts are bad guys and god strike me dead but sometimes you just end up accidentally loving a character that's like 16 it's okay as long as you don't like draw them doing dirty shit with you because that's nasty um all right how about also it's not like it's not like you've ever like had a real crush on a real 16 year old no i know the difference yeah (laughs) like and it's more about like his it's more about like his gumption and his tenacity more than like i don't think he's sexy he's 17 yeah (laughs) he smells and plays volleyball like what's attractive about that i just love his character um all right so how about a podcast where um you take two episodes of a series and compare them and like you know how when you're talking about something you'll be like oh it's like that episode of dot 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 It'd be like, oh, it's like that episode of whatever, when this happened. And it, like either could be a story that happened to you, or it can be about two episodes from a series that are like way too similar sort of type deal. I don't know. I feel like this might be a pain in the ass to find like comparisons, but it might be really cool if done correctly. I feel like there's enough there because, I mean, there's only so many ideas in this world. So oftentimes people will like make things that are similar to other things and a lot of times that's like parallel thought and not necessarily like you know idea theft or whatever but I feel like there's a lot of potential there for comparing two episodes of two different things that are similar in some way Mm. I'm struggling Mm -hmm. to think Mm -hmm. of an example but I know that I felt like this before like yeah um like I guess you could talk about like episodes of cartoons where like you enter inside of the body. Like you could talk about the Fairly Odd Parents episode where they go inside of Temmie's body versus like a Magic School Bus episode where they go inside Ooh, of the body. I, yeah, I like this idea of taking like tropes from shows because there mm-hmm. are sh- like like American animation. You're always gonna have like an episode where somebody goes inside the body of another person. You're always gonna have an episode where like. There's, all, there's a lot of, like, body swap episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could definitely do something with body swap like, as well. in anime, you have a lot of, like, beach episodes. Test of courage episodes, like, Test on the school trip. Test of courage episodes. Yeah, I feel like there's enough there mm-hmm. that that would be and I mean, it could, an interesting thing to do. Um, And I feel like there definitely could be, like, something more advanced, too, that isn't necessarily about tropes. But um, yeah, I also, yeah. like don't watch like tv i feel like for instance like you could talk about like a lot of office episodes versus like parks and rec or something like that and or like even brooklyn 99 um i love the office more than anything in the world and like even uh and just like in everyday life like i'll be like yeah it's like that one episode of the office and they'll be like what are you talking about and i'm like shut up you know nothing i love the office like 
so much. So I feel like there definitely could be something there. And with, I feel like if you go with like The Office and Parks and Rec, for example, I mm-hmm. feel like it would be because they were made by a lot of the same people. I mm-hmm. feel like you could sort of like take specific things that both shows did and compare mm-hmm. like how like a certain thing evolved from when it was on The Office to when it was on Parks and Ooh. Rec. I. Like, can I briefly go off on a tangent on Parks Absolutely. and Rec and The Office? I hate how both shows did everybody's weddings in them. Um, oh, it yeah? pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, in Parks and Rec, I think it's bullshit that um, not one, but two couples got married just in their fucking, like, just in town hall. Like, Leslie Nope would not do that. Leslie Nope would plan months and months and months and she technically did and then decided against it last minute and i just thought that was so fake like leslie would never do that and then ron to even get married accidentally getting diane pregnant first of all ron swanson would never leave anything up to chance like i thought that was ridiculous but um uh going back to the office i think the jim and pam wedding was kind of like in theory was kind of cute but also at the same time, I kind of hate Jim and Pam together as a couple. And um, we got some spicy, controversial oh, opinions here. Oh my god, I do. I think Jim and Pam are a terrible couple together because Jim just kind of hinders all of Pam's like wants and just pushes his own in front of Pam's. And yeah, Jim's funny and goofy, but also like I've met real life Jims and they suck. Like they're funny to you with like when you're in high school, but then like after high school they kind of suck as people and you kind of think they're kind of dicks because they make fun of other people for their own like at the expense of their own humor you know what i mean and like i really okay i do love the angela and dwight wedding because i cried so hard over michael coming to be um dwight's bestest mensch but like I I guess, like, the Jim and Pam Niagara Falls wedding was kind of fun. But at the same time, like, they got married. Just, like, surprise. Like, how fake? I don't know. I have a lot of beef with, like, cheesy 30-minute sitcom shows like that weddings. I haven't watched enough Brooklyn Nine-Nine to even know if there's a wedding in it. But, like, trust me. I'll probably hate it, one, hate it if there is. I'm trying to think. I, I'm pretty sure that there have been characters that got married. But I don't remember if they had, like... The a wedding scene of the wedding. Yeah, don't. I Jake like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I feel like Brooklyn Nine Nine is an evolved version of both uh, of like the type of humor that is present in The Office and Parks and Rec. Like it's a it's a refined, a more refined version after having gone through these other mm-hmm. versions of it. Third time's the charm, I guess. Um, I'm going to complain like about it. something on Tell me. Parks and Rec real quick that's totally complain. unrelated to this whole topic. But I hated... A podcast where we talk about Parks and Rec. Yeah, Go. okay, Parks and Rec podcast. Good. Okay, now I get to complain about this where I hated that, like, Andy and April decided to have a baby. Mm-hmm. It made me really mad because, like, the whole plot was about, like, April thinking that she doesn't want to and not being sure about it. But then, like, at the end, they just, like, decide they're going to have a kid. And I feel like it would have been a better ending, a more impactful and interesting ending for April and Andy if they had just decided not to have kids. Because I feel like there's not enough in popular culture that tells people 
people that tells couples that it's okay to be together and be happy together and not have children. There's yeah. this heteronormative idea that if you're gonna get married if you're gonna grow up and get married you're gonna have kids and it would have been a more it would have been more important to have characters on this show decide no we don't want to have kids even though everyone else wants to have kids yeah i also think that andy and april like financially and mentally had no business um getting married in the first place um that's another thing uh i hate how um jump the gunny parks and rec is and how just like the characters act as a whole like i loved it but at the same time like i had a lot of problems with parks and rec like actually no i didn't even love it that much i just kind of like watched the whole thing and tolerated it i guess and um i just found like Andy and April collectively, they're fun together, but, like, I just don't really see them, like, really being a real couple, you know, like, them really working out, but I guess if that's what they decide, that's what they decide, I mean, I can't really dictate two people hypothetically getting together, but, um, I just kind of find, like, how, like, yeah, there's some fun in being a goofy child adult, but at the same time, like, being a goofy child adult with no money fucking sucks, like, yeah. I don't know why you would romanticize that. I'm sorry. I want cash. I'm broke as shit, man. I want money. I I really liked Andy and April. I was kind of adverse to the idea of them being together at first because it seemed like a weird match. But I don't know. I felt like they had a good character dynamic. And even though I thought it was dumb that they got married, like, I was kind of okay with it because it was... Yeah. It felt appropriate to them as characters. But... Mm-hmm like yeah yeah like that was another that was another wedding i hated just like how there's like surprise we're getting married and it was like what like even her parents didn't know and like it was definitely just, not the ideal way to do no that thing. no i thought it was messy very very messy yeah but yeah all right, wedding TV show, wedding podcast. How much I hate them. Ooh, I, I okay. The okay, I know that we're just like off on a third idea now, but like, yeah. I love the idea of going through shows and watching the wedding episode and doing like, maybe how ha- like maybe one of the co-hosts could be like an actual wedding planner and could talk <gasps> about like what they did wrong or like what they should have done or like. Oh, that's so good. Because I feel like it feels like TV weddings are not written by people that have ever had to actually plan a wedding. Yeah. 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 Because wedding planning usually falls on women and TV writers are mostly men. Usually mostly men. But yeah, it feels like weddings and TV shows are written by people who have never had to actually plan a real wedding most of the time. Amen to that. I feel like it would be good to have the perspective of somebody who does that for a living. Yes, agreed. If they could ever find the time to be on a podcast. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I feel like, and there's so many like TV wedding shows too, like reality shows, like um, Say Yes to the Dress and Whose Wedding Is It Anyway and Bridezilla's and Four Weddings and whatever the hell else. And I never watched it. watches anyway. all of them. I love it. You know, listen, man, I love me some good Say Yes to the Dress. Sometimes I just crawl downstairs with my mom and watch it and it's great. It's fun. I love how positive Say Yes to the Dress is, but as a whole, we don't really have a show that like 
we i mean for weddings kind of like everybody like goes to your wedding and then tells you if your wedding sucks or not which i'm very much about but at the same time i think it's a really mean-spirited show um with like tv weddings you could talk about just like what a hot mess it really would be because like they're scripted you know like nothing that's not going nothing that can go wrong won't go wrong unless it's been scripted for it to go wrong you know yeah and um like for instance i mean you could even talk about like the game of thrones weddings like imagine a red wedding episode on this podcast that would be wild like it would be extremely hilarious to hear a real wedding planner talk about the red wedding exactly like I i've never it, watched game of cool. thrones but i'm like vaguely aware you know what, of what it is yeah every uh, spoilers for game of thrones everybody but everybody fucking dies at this wedding <laughs> and i feel um, like that's just a general spoiler warning for game of thrones <laughs> Spoiler Literally. alert, everybody fucking dies. Yeah, I, yeah. And honestly, let's be, I guess I'm like a super pessimist today, but I don't really like Game of Thrones either. Yet I've watched all of it because my mom likes to watch it with me, so I watch it with her. Oh, wow, nice. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm sounding like a fucking, like, fuddy-duddy, wow, I guess. Wow, Teresa, I you're such a jerk today. Yeah, I guess. Maybe it's because my stomach hurts a little bit. Um, I guess I'm being a I'm being a little fuddy duddy saying I don't really like anything lately. TV for me is so exhausting lately. Everything is so exhausting for me. All I've been doing is like are those my dogs? What are my dogs doing? I hope they're not peeing all over my house again like they did earlier today. Um yeah, all I've been doing is like reading books and like listening to podcasts, which is like really Ooh, like intellectual obnoxious i know i was to say it's so fucking obnoxious like who am i who is this nerd i'm gonna beat her up but yeah i guess i do watch enough tv that that could be a thing okay we're getting to we're technically over our time but i was since, gonna say how long has this been going off for since we didn't have an episode last week i am allowing it to have a little bit of an extra long episode to make up for our lack of episode last week i'm gonna close this out with one idea Mm -hmm. it's very simple yes i hope i didn't read it on a previous episode i don't remember Mm -hmm. it is a podcast about the muppets oh my god and it would be about like you could talk about like individual characters or like individual movies or like the new tv show and stuff like that and it would be called pastor of muppets i'm speechless did you think of this yourself or did a friend of the show send this in? No, one of my friends came up with Pastor of Muppets and I basically died. <laughs> or would it be Master? Oh, oh my God, that's even funnier now that I get that. <laughs> um, Yeah, Pastor of Muppets. Pastor of Muppets, that's so fucking funny. Um, I was going to ask, did a friend of the show... Uh, Siobhan write that because my good pal Siobhan is a diehard Muppets fan and no this um, was one of my Facebook friends that gave me this idea and I I, love it I've been sitting on it for a few weeks because I hadn't found the right time to put it in that's so powerful I have something to admit I know jack shit about the Muppets um I never really like grew up watching any Muppet movies or specials or anything like that I didn't really have like an aversion to um any of the Muppet characters. I was going to say, is Fraggle Rock made by Jim Henson too? Yeah. Probably. I never watched Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I never watched Fraggle Rock. I wasn't into any of that. But my good pal Siobhan um, is a diehard Gonzo fan. Just fucking loves Gonzo more than anything else in this world. Hey, Siobhan, if you're listening. Hi, Siobhan. Um, 
Hey, Siobhan. And um, they love Gonzo and they love Kermit and they just love everything that the Muppets is about. And we're actually going to go to the Museum of Moving Picture in two weeks to see the Jim Henson exhibit um, in New York City, which is super cool. And I'm very excited for, for them, for them, just that they get to see this, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Javon, if you ever want to start a Muppets podcast and you want to call it Pastor of Muppets, you can have that one. That's free. That's all for you, Siobhan. Take that little gift from us to you. Yeah, I didn't grow up with the Muppets as much as a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. I've seen, I remember watching like some of the movies when I was a kid and I've seen maybe like one episode of the new Muppets TV show. Those on I heard it's funny. Yeah, like it was okay. Like I thought it was kind of a weird decision. Uh, I I was not necessarily adverse to the idea of Kermit and Miss Piggy breaking up. I thought it was a little weird that they brought in a new sexy pig for Kermit to date. That was a little strange to me. But I I love Miss Piggy. She's a fashion icon. I love Miss Piggy too. I feel like a lot of the stuff that they've made Miss Piggy do over the years has been very problematic, but it's not her fault. It's not her fault. She's she's fine. I love you, Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy gets a free pass. <laughs> All right, we are very much over our time this week, so I think it's time to close us out. That's fair. Uh, we're officially on iTunes now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are on so- iTunes. If you want to rate and review us, that's a thing that other people on podcasts say that you should do. And so yeah. it would probably help us too. Um, and now if you have like lame friends who are like, eh, I won't listen to it unless it's on iTunes. Shut up. Now they can subscribe to it and listen to us every time a new episode comes out. I'm subscribed to us and I don't even listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, I listen to these episodes exactly once, and that's while I'm editing. I plan on, I'm so sorry for everybody who's waiting on that Tumblr. I just, my life has been a hot mess lately. Um, I plan on listening to them and transcribing them once uh, the Tumblr goes up and running. I would like to do that because I feel like people who are hard of hearing or have trouble uh, paying attention to audio-based formats like this should deserve to still be able to experience this. So that's why I do want to start um transcribing it i just my life has been a mess and um it's been like one thing after the other with me lately so i apologize for that but it will get started soon fingers crossed and if it doesn't start just like calling me out on twitter or something i think that transcribing podcasts is a great idea because i support any effort to improve inclusivity of experience especially when Mm -hmm. those experiences involve things that i make yes Speaking of things that you don't have to listen to, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at FreshPodMarket. If you want to email us your ideas, or if you want to send them to us on Twitter, you can do that too. But if you'd like to email us your ideas, you can do that at FreshPodcastMarket at gmail.com, where either Teresa or I could answer your email since we both have the login for it. Um, Our theme song was Plants by hopefully not bad lib on soundcloud.com friend of the show jimmy who has been gracious enough to let us use one of his songs as our theme song and who also will be appearing on a future episode of this very podcast which i'm very excited about jimmy's cool he likes jazz music and so do i he does Um, Jimmy and I have become friends lately, which is really funny, but it's the truth. Excellent. Do we have any more things that we have to say? 
Um, you can buy our cool ass shirts. Heck yeah. Uh, if you want to yeah. buy our logo on a t-shirt and wear it on your body or a sticker and put it on something forever, you can find the link to that in our pinned tweet on our Twitter page. And that helps support us in a mm-hmm. very minute way. Um, can I do a lame plug? Totally. Yeah, uh, so in case people don't realize this, I technically, my endgame goal, I mean, obviously I would love to be a professional podcaster and just get paid to just talk endlessly. Um, I do want to become a movie critic, so I'm currently working as a critic for uh, a site called Film Forward. So if you're interested in my opinions, I have my first review up with them, and their URL is film-forward.com, and I'll be coming out with a new review soon because I just got linked to something I need to watch and write a review for by the 13th, which is in uh, three days. Three days? What yes. did you Four. do your first review on? I did my first review on the movie Novitiate. It um, stars Margaret Qualley, who is Mia from the Death Note netflix movie she was actually really good in it i was um, wondering why that name sounded familiar and then you answered my question before i could even ask it there she goes um yeah i'm like really blunt and i also technically run a movie blog too but that doesn't have like a real url so i'm not gonna blast it out to the universe just i guess if you follow me on twitter just keep a watchful eye for when i retweet my um, blog is very good and everybody should read it I love you, Mlog. Um, my professional Twitter, I guess. But all right. Yeah, that's my plug. Thanks, guys. If you read it, I love you. I have another podcast that if you've ever heard of an anime called Revolutionary Girl Utena, I have been doing a podcast about that for the past year. And it's called Imagine Me and Utena. And it's very good. And it's also about to come to its end in a few weeks because we are getting to the end of the show. And I'm very sad about it, but that's okay. Are you you guys watching the movies and stuff like that too? We are going to watch the movie. We've, we watched for a bonus episode a while back. We watched one of the musicals, which was a trip. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. Um, there's only one musical that there is a version that you can watch online. So I'm very sad about that. But maybe we'll get to talk about the other musicals uh, in the future. But yeah, we're going to watch the movie and I'm going to read the manga, I guess. It's only two volumes. I don't have any excuse. Yeah, you could do it. I think it'd be fun. I kind of want to read the manga. And then somebody told me that the manga is nothing like the anime. So oh, it's yeah, like, they're super oh, different. Oh, okay. It's like how the Yu Yu Hakusho is manga is super different from the anime but i guess that's it i guess we'll stop talking now right (laughs) yeah we talked a lot today yes all right um oh my god i don't have a closer oh shit make sure no dogs pee on your shoes today guys have a good one bye guys (laughs) oh god damn